Chinese chemist Tu Yu Yu is nervous about her surroundings. The jungles of Henan loom over her as she follows her team deeper into the trees. She knows that her work is more important than her fears. With lives at stake, her government is looking to her to find a cure for one of the worst global diseases possible, malaria. Brains of people are more interesting than the looks, I think. Electric power is everywhere present in a limited quantity. Jane, if you really want something, and you work hard, and you take advantage of opportunity, and you never give up. You're listening to Human Angle, a podcast that focuses on the hidden lives of scientists, asking what makes them human. I am your co-host, Kim Castleberry, here with my lovely co-host, Kenna Castleberry. Thank you, Kim, and thank you to all of our amazing listeners. As we start this new year, we just want to show our gratitude and say that we couldn't have done this without you. It's because of your support that we continue to make episodes. If you like our show, please feel free to share and like it. We're found on all your favorite platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and other places. Don't forget to give us a shout out on social media. Today's episode is about Nobel Prize winner Tu Yu Yu, who discovered the chemicals to treat malaria. Tu is the first Chinese Nobel laureate in physiology or medicine and the first female citizen of the People's Republic of China to receive a Nobel Prize in any category. She is also the first Chinese person to receive the Lasker Award. We'll be discussing Tu's early life, her work on malaria, and her later years. She is currently 90 years old. Before we begin, we want to apologize if we mispronounce any names or areas in this episode, as Chinese is not our primary language. Tu was born on December 30, 1930, in the city of Ningbo on the east coast of China. She attended Zayushi Middle School for junior high school and the first year of high school before transferring to Ningbo Middle School in 1948. A tuberculosis infection interrupted her high school education, but inspired her to go into medical research. She wanted to find cures for diseases like the one that had afflicted her. From 1951 to 1955, she attended Peking University Medical School and Beijing Medical College. At Beijing Medical College, Tu studied pharmacology, learning how to classify medicinal plants, extract active ingredients, and determine their chemical structures. When she graduated in 1955 at the age of 24, Tu was assigned to work at the newly established Academy of Traditional Chinese Medicine, where she would stay for her entire career. From 1959 to 1962, she took a full-time course in traditional Chinese medicine for researchers trained in the modern Western methods. It's probably a good idea if we stop here and discuss a bit about malaria, since it will make a big appearance in the rest of Tu's life. Malaria is a mosquito-borne infectious disease that infects humans and other animals. Malaria causes symptoms that typically include fever, tiredness, vomiting, and headaches. If not properly treated, people may have recurrences of the disease months later. It can cause significant damages to communities and is still a huge issue for developing countries. While many of us take for granted that we are relatively safe from this disease, it's important to look back in time, to two's time, when they didn't have a cure for this disease. In the 1960s, North Vietnam asked China for help with battling malaria which was causing tremendous casualties among its soldiers in the Vietnam War. 
The single-celled parasite that causes malaria had become resistant to chloroquinine, the standard malaria treatment. Chairman Mao Zedong launched Project 523 on the 23rd of May, 1967, to find a cure for the chloroquinine-resistant malaria. In early 1969, Tu was appointed head of the Project 523 research group at her institute. Tu was initially sent to Hainan, where she studied patients who had been infected with the disease. Before this, she had met and married her husband, Ling Qingzhao. Li was Tu's classmate at Xiaoxi Middle School. In doing this project, Tu had to leave her one-year-old daughter with her parents and to put her four-year-old in a nursery. Quote, the work was the top priority, so I was clearly willing to sacrifice my personal life, end quote, Tu later said. It would be three years before she saw her children again. Wow. I know. Like, and... The other thing, too, is the, the one is a one-year-old. Yeah. Like, she misses so many important things, probably. Oh, my goodness. Oh, how hard. But yeah. Hopefully, the work was worth it. <laughs> yeah. After returning from Henan, Tu had an idea of screening Chinese herbs. She first investigated the Chinese medicinal classics and history, visited old practitioners of Chinese medicine all over the country, all on her own, and made a notebook, namely a collection of single practical prescriptions for anti-malaria. Her notebook summarized 640 prescriptions. Her team also screened over 2,000 traditional Chinese recipes and made 380 herbal extracts, which were tested on mice. One compound was found to be effective. Sweet wormwood, or Artemisia annua, which was used for intermittent fevers, which is a hallmark of malaria. At first, it didn't work because they extracted it with boiling water, the same as recorded in the classic literature. Two instead suggested that the hot water had already damaged the active ingredient in the plant and therefore proposed a method using a low temperature ether to extract the effective compound instead. The animal test showed that it was completely effective in mice and monkeys. Furthermore, two volunteered to be the first human subject. Quote, as head of this research group, I had the responsibility, end quote, she said. Two and two colleagues tested the substance on themselves before testing it on 21 patients in the Henan province. All of them recovered. So that she would have had to have contracted malaria then, right? I, I to mean, be a test subject? Exactly. There's so many red flags about giving yourself a disease or testing something mm -hmm. on yourself. Yeah. So I'm sure, obviously, like, people weren't very happy about her decision with this. But at the same time, I think for her, it was one of those nobody wanted to contract malaria because they didn't have a cure for it. Right. Um, and she had seen these patients, and, of course, she wanted to test her cure on the patients. But I think she was so convinced that it would work that she was like, I'm yeah. going to test it yeah. on myself. Yeah. In 1972, she and her colleagues obtained the pure substance and named it Artemisian as it is known in English, which has saved millions of lives, especially in the developing world. Tu's group first determined the chemical structure of Artemisian. Her work was published anonymously in 1977. Quote, it is scientists' responsibility to continue fighting for the health care of all humans, end quote, said Tu. Quote, what I have done is what I should have done in return for the education provided by my country, end quote. She was promoted to a researcher, the highest researcher rank in mainland China, equivalent to an academic 
rank of full professor shortly after the Chinese economy reform began in 1978. In 2001, she was promoted to an academic advisor for doctoral candidates. Currently, she is the chief scientist in the academy. Tu is now regarded as a representative figure of the first generation of Chinese medical workers since the establishment of the People's Republic of China in 1949. With no formal education past college, Tu is regarded as the, quote, three without scientists, end quote. No postgraduate degree. There was no postgraduate education then in China no study or research experience abroad, and not a member of either of the Chinese National Academies, the Chinese Academy of Science, Sciences, and Chinese Academy of Engineering. In 2011, Tu was awarded the Lasker DeBakey Clinical Medical Research Award. This award is given to honor outstanding work for the outstanding diagnosis, prevention, treatment, and cure of disease. In 2015, she was awarded the Nobel Prize in physiology or medicine. She said, I feel more rewarded when I see so many patients cured. She is currently 91 years old and lives in Beijing with her husband and daughters. What an amazing life. Like just the fact that she abandons her family, not not like willingly abandons her family, but just abandons her family Mm -hmm. to do her research because she's so convinced that she's able to find a cure for this Mm -hmm. life you know, destroying disease, and then is able to find that cure, Mm -hmm. you know, boil it down and find the the chemical compound, but then also afterwards, you know, continue to do research and ends up winning the Nobel Prize, like just an amazing legacy. Well, you know, I just think there are some people that just gravitate to what they were born to to do, you know, And, and you think about that and wow, what a servant. Right? I mean, she was trying to help everybody. And what a gracious woman to say that. Just, I feel more rewarded when I see so many patients cured, which, you, you know, yes, our doctors have those oaths, right? Do no harm. And, and but I, I mean, her life was really a life of servanthood. It was. I am also just amazed that she's still alive. And yeah. she's 91. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Does, does she speak English? Do you know? I don't think so. Okay. I think everything that she's done has been translated. Because, again, she grew up in you yeah. know, the yeah. Vietnam War, the Cold War. You so. were so good about contacting people. It would just be interesting, like, if you could I, contact her daughters. I would love or, to contact her. Yeah. But, again, I don't know, like, her mental faculties mm-hmm. either because she is mm-hmm. 91. Or her daughters. Or her daughters. Yeah. But just incredible story. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you for listening to our episode on 2UU. Stay tuned for our next episode on Alice Ball, an African-American chemist who developed the first successful treatment for those suffering from leprosy.